Welcome back to another episode of the Gifted Performance Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to like the video and subscribe for future content. For more information about our one-on-one coaching and other training or nutrition options, visit giftedperformance.com. Our newest feature, the Gifted Express, offers premium programming for bodybuilders, powerlifters, Olympic weightlifters, and lifestyle clients for only $30 a month. Enjoy the video. We'll see you on the next one. And as always, stay gifted. Welcome back. Another episode. G, P, P, Q, and A. Six letters. Actually, that's five letters. What does the and symbol count as? Is that like a... A symbol is that punctuation punctuation now it's no it's not punctuation we sound very dumb right I off the bat the fuck you guys are talking yeah, about that's fine. <laughs> the and symbol the one that like like q and a it doesn't fucking literally say and it has the symbol in there paul what is is that a symbol is it a letter okay we're gonna go with five letters and a symbol if we're wrong if you have a phd in grammar and punctuation Drop it below. Let us know. Um, let us know what errors we're making there. But we are here. You've got questions. We've got answers. So we're going to hit these. First one came from the Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Gift of Performance Facebook group, Facebook community, just go to fucking go to Facebook, type in Gifted Performance, request to join the group. If we can prove that you are even tangentially related to the Gift of Performance family, we will let you in there and you can answer, you can ask rather your own questions. So our first question comes, actually guys, it's been a while. Uh, Jason, how are you? Are you, are you doing well? Yeah, I'm out here. Is that what the kids say? I'm out here? Out here, that's here for it. Can you say that? For it. I, I'm here for it. Okay. Oh, that it's is like, that is more of what the kids say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm making all okinds okay. of games, and still then you're thing? supposed to say, "I'm here for it." Oh, oh gross, <laughs> gross! <Okay. laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. All the viewers under the age of 21 are like, "Fuck this amount." <laughs> <laughs> These guys are all the shit. Paul, are you are you here for it? Are you out here getting it? I'm a, or are you just trying to function? I'm about as here as I can be. You know, every day is a struggle and I feel like my world is crashing down around me, but it's cool, you know? That's normal. That's existence. <sighs> yeah. Who said out out here trying to function? Was that E40? Were you guys big E40 fans? Did you ever ghost ride the whip? <laughs> I think E40 did it. He did uh he was did some good features, I believe. You know, he, he E40 would show up and you'd be like, whoa. Paul's you know, like, it was like a hip hop music. I can't, I cannot relate. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard for me to go with this conversation right now. Paul, who is your favorite hip hop artist? Man, I have not listened. Don't say Will Smith. I, no, I, immediately that's what I thought he's going to say. <laughs> so, man, weird. you know, you know what jam I, I heard the other day that I, I really want to hear take, about this jam. Take a second to he sit down something and, and, like and enjoy some Luther Vandross and, and marinate in. Was that that song that was popular back in the nineties? that slim shady song you know what i mean okay. that was that was a good song dude the like okay. original like yeah my name is yeah dude my name is i got oh, nine okay. inch nails yeah. in my eyelids like dude that that shit was fucking dope <laughs> 
All right. I, I definitely didn't peg you as a Eminem fan. I didn't peg you at all. What if we Paul, could flash I don't want back there to be any, I, any confusion we... <laughs> on that? I feel like my my word choice was but strange there. But if you there. were to do that, there's nothing I just wish I had a photo of yes. me in the fourth grade Perfect with like bleach blonde, like buzz cut. <laughs> you looked like me? You were me, Paul? No, dude. That was the real Slim Shady, dude. Um, yeah, no one has ever called me that before in my life. Um, I was bad so right. shady. Our first question for the day comes <sighs> from Juan Pineda. Juan asks, what are some exercises you have changed your stance on in regards to hypertrophy for clients? So I Reverse believe the extent what? of this question. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. If you want to spend 45 minutes setting up an exercise, just look like a buffoon, like by all means, go for it. Um, but what are some exercises that you change your stance on? So maybe you used to think that they were the bee's knees for hypertrophy and have since come around to realize that maybe they're not what they're made out to be. Do you guys remember? I'll start. Do you guys remember when everyone hated upright rows it was like all my homies hate upright rows they will tear your shoulder apart i saw a former client of mine who shall not be named um who stole my sheets like stop using my sheets like they're so basic like just just like put your own logo in it just change the change the colors like it's not even your company's colors just change it like, it just looks like you're using my stuff still but she said in the comments, you know, she was like uh, talking about like push day stuff. And she's like, you know, someone asked a question about like an upright row. They said, you know, is an upright row a, a row or is it more of a push exercise? And she said, oh, you know, it's for push muscles. But she said, you know, I don't program upright rows for my clients because I think that they're a very shitty exercise. It's like, I feel like upright rows were one that got a lot of hate. People were like, they're going to destroy your shoulders. You got to go super narrow with your grip. You got to go super wide with your grip. Let me just say, I love upright rows. I think upright rows are a solid movement for the delts. Um, I think I prefer like a cable variation. I think if you can take the grip out of it as well, using straps or some form of grips, uh, they become a really good movement to hit the delts. So there's one for me. I'm sure I'll think of more. Let you guys come in here. They're okay. I, I'm not a big fan of them. I, I don't pro. I do program them some, but not a lot. But I mean, if you think about it, like, what is an upright row? It's literally a lateral raise, but <laughs> that's all you're doing. That's like the only difference. Closer to your body. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you doing the robot? <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> For those just listening on the Spotify's, uh, Paul is actually doing the robot. I was dancing. Yeah. Took a lot of effort. Uh, let's see. Upright, Paul, do you have something that you use now that you used to hate? You, you go you because now? I... Or am I going to talk about upright huh? rows? You go. You go. Do you want me to talk about upright rows? I I like upright rows. Um, I don't think I was ever upright row averse at any point in time. Uh, I think when I think about things that I used to love and now, I don't know if hate is the word that I would like to use, but I used to think just like a lot of us probably did that the flat that the flat bench was like the end all be all for chest development or just upper body development overall. Like you had to do it. There were no other options. And even now people are like, how much you bench, bro? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, I think that's one of those exercises. I don't necessarily hate it. I guess I, I dislike, uh, how much it's kind of heralded as being the, the primary way 
to make your pecs grow. And it's really not that good for that. It's good for if you just want overall, you know, front half of your body, upper body growth, uh, sure. But over for your chest, it's probably not the best exercise because you don't really move your pecs through, uh, you know, sort of the lines of pull as much as you would through if you could use like a cable or even a machine or even like it, it's not doing all the things that you could possibly do if you were to just not have a barbell in your hand if that makes any sense yeah i think it depends on how you're built too right you know yeah like I, i'm built very i'm i'm a chode like shaped human right so i i'm i'm pretty much built to bench there are some people absolutely not like super long humorous you know, and they have to do a super wide grip and, and it's extremely fatiguing because they just have long arms in general. But uh, kind of like you, though, but I guess this would be an all encompassing thing. I used to not I used to be a very big barbell guy like you did barbell squats, you did barbell bench, you did barbell rows. Um and now I am a big fan of things like cables and varieties of machines, you know, all the fancy shit. <sighs> yeah. I've been using a lot more pulley stuff just because like when I was younger, I'm like, Oh, that's bitches. Like who's using pulleys, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And now it's like, if I can do virtually anything with a pulley before I have to use a barbell or a dumbbell, I'll use the pulley first. It just makes sense for a lot of stuff. The only thing with the pulley is, is that pulleys are like probably one of the more popular pieces of equipment in any gym, just because most people feel very comfortable. Like, okay, it's got a handle on it. Probably, uh, the pens, you just select a weight with a pen. It's kind of easy to navigate. It's like anything on the pulleys, uh, the chest fly, Preacher curls and leg extensions are like the things that are always being used in a gym because they're like easy to sort Dude, out. People who take up both sides of the fucking pulleys <laughs> to do their <laughs> chest flies, like you don't deserve it. You don't need it. You're not big enough to fucking do it. Like you, you just, you don't deserve to even be in the same gym as like anybody who's trying to accomplish anything. Fuck you. Uh, I hate you. Second class citizen, would you say? Huh? Second class citizen. I, is there anything lower, dude? Just what, whatever the lowest possible fucking Ooh. shitty thing that they can be, dude. Fuck them. Um, no, dude. I will say I, I do like teaching people how to use barbells and stuff, and that is kind of my pre preference early on. And dumbbells, and you know, just because I think that if you learn how, if you get that body awareness, I've said this on like five other podcasts. I feel like if you get that body awareness and know how to move your body around a barbell or a barbell around your body or whatever, that it can translate really well for, you know, beginners and intermediates in terms of setting up well in a lot of machines or, or cable type work, but still a big, and especially I think when you become more advanced, the pulley work and stuff like that and machine work is just really nice because you just fucking have a selector pen and you can really cut down on, on the time that you spend in the gym and the time you spend warming up and a bit of maybe that little bit of extra fatigue that you'd get from carrying around dumbbells and plates and shit. So. I think if you want to, 
what year would it be? We'll say 2012. If you want to really offend like an evidence-based practitioner in the hypertrophy space from 2012, you combine a, a few things here. You say the barbell bench is a terrible chest exercise for chest hypertrophy. That's going to really, that's going to perk up their ears. And then you tell them that a better way to train your quads is by using the Smith machine for squats rather than a barbell back squat. I think if you combine those two things, you're going to set them into such a tizzy that they they won't even know what to do with themselves. And I'm, I know that be, because I was that person. I used to be that individual. And now I posted on my story the other day, like uh, someone asked me like tips for like building their chest. And I was like, stop doing so much barbell bench press, use dumbbells. You get a greater range of motion and do more, more of your volume on like flying exercises. And I had so many people message me like, what the fuck do you mean? The bench isn't a uh, barbell bench isn't a good chest exercise. Like, I mean what I fucking said. It's not a very good chest. I, I wrote it out for you. Yeah. Like there's letters there that explain what I mean for you to interpret. Like I said what I said. And people just get so, you know, so upset when you come after their exercise. You know, and then I'll... secondary to that, I'm just going to throw this one in here, is that the Smith machine hate. If you're still out there posting on your story, hating on the Smith machine, you're a clown. You're a fool. It's time to update your viewpoints on how to get big. No, but uh, I think the thing with the flat bench, like, you know, people who are built really well for bench pressing, you put them on like dumbbells and three months later, they're like, I don't have any more dumbbells at my gym. Right. And so yes. that's, that's just kind of the strength for somebody who's like really good and built for benching. But then you have somebody who's like built awful for benching and you try to get them to progress on bench press. And it's like every pound they add is worth so much more and they just almost get nowhere, you know? And I think for those people, that are built really awful for that's where like looking at other machines or um dumbbells and other shit can be really advantageous it's like some chest press machines that are pretty badass like yeah some of the old school like cybex chest machines are real nice where you can like wedge something behind you behind your back and increase the range of motion there get a nice stretch yeah. on that our machines are cool because you can I even grab like, uh, Nero and then like it like you know, you have that, what, humoral adduction kind of through the press and stuff and, and get a really good contraction. I kind of think uh, <clears throat> most of that hoist equipment is dog shit, but I kind of like that, uh, that chest press. And I think it's because it kind of moves the seat. Most of the time, the seat moving thing, I'm like, why, why is the mm. seat moving? Like, I need the seat to stay in one place. I'd like to move my <laughs> limbs around the seat, please. Like, why like is this carnival ride? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. But, the, but the chest press, the seat moving kind of puts you into the portion uh, or that range or that motion that most people are kind of like, like, I don't want to be here. But the seat kind of pushes you in there where you're like, okay, mm. I, I kind of have to be here right now just to get the seat, just to move the thing anywhere at all. If that makes Dude, sense. Are all of those machines? Cause I, my new gym, you know, now that I moved to Florida has one or it has a bunch of them. And I started using the lat pull down one and I looked at like the Dog load shit. escalations and it's like 20 pound plates. I'm like, what, how, how is progression on this supposed to work? But then I did it and I'm like, Oh, the, this can't be 20 pounds. 
Like, I think that's the only stickers that they had at the time. They were like, ah, we fucked up. Like, these are, uh, we've only got the 20 pounds, so just put those on. <laughs> just throw those on. Are all their machines like that, though? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has something like written chest- on the machine, too, like power hour. I don't even think, like, they're meant for <laughs> bodybuilders. I think it's, like, some special, like, they're just supposed to rotate soccer moms through them for, like, an hour or something. This is our power hour station. Power hour-y. <laughs> What when you like that's something that's always confused me with like cable machines is like when you walk up and it just says like one, two, three, four, or like 40, 70, 90. Like, what the f- what does that even mean? Like, what is is that just a number that they're throwing on it? Because I swear to god, three on one cable feels a lot like 90 on a different cable. So, am I to believe that three equals 90? It really messes you up if you're like using if you're using different gyms or you travel a bunch because you're like okay well this oh, sure 27 pounds <laughs> so like there's definitely like who has 27 pound dumbbells that makes no sense at all i guess there are 27 and a half pound dumbbells but the anchor like the increments don't make any sense you're at that and one if you're cool switching gym, gyms all the time you got that one cool gym you're yeah like, babe record me record me i'm doing 140 pound <laughs> tricep extensions <laughs> Like, I think the only, and then you go to your gym and it's like 30 pounds. (laughs) The only real way, if you're serious about your hypertrophy training is to travel with like a portable scale that you can put underneath the plate. When you like pull it down, you like slide the scale under so that you can weigh it. And that way you're really getting your pound to pound equivalent so that you can match up your progressions from week to week. If you don't do that. I'm I'm sorry. You'll just you'll never be what you want to be in life, dude. I'm at a crunch now, and we have those stupid machines with the clickers for for the cables. <laughs> yes, and where you I like swear- flick over two and a half pounds at a time, dude. I, I wish it arrow, was two and like, a half pounds at a time. It'll it, it's like some weird ass number, like like Nine. six six point like Nine three kilos. <laughs> like it, it goes from like thirty three to like. I don't know, 30, 37 and a half or something. And I'm like, what, what is this? And then no way, like I'll be doing curls with one and I'll flick up to the next one. And I'm like, why does this feel 20 pounds heavier? Like it's because there's one that's like way down, but it's weird. It's like, you have to flick the one that's closest to the top or the, or the bottom. But if you flick it one day, it's one way it's on, you flick it the other way it's off. Like it doesn't make. This has turned into like a sex ed podcast, hasn't it? You flick it one way, it's turned on. You flick it the other way, it's off. Oh, you know somewhere what pisses top, me off? It's like bottom. you can't even see it. All of your performance You needs. can't even see it on the leg extension, right? So I'll go in and I'm like, all right, dude, 130-pound leg extension. I'll do like a rep. And I'm like, I just did a 220-pound leg extension because some asshole left the bottom one on. <laughs> like flick every goddamn one of them. My, my warm-up set was 200 fucking pounds. Like, who's designing this stuff? I mean, it hasn't happened to me in a while because it's been a while since I've trained at a commercial gym. But do you ever walk up to a machine and, like, the Incredible Hulk was using it before? And, like, the the stack is, like, all the way at the bottom and all the weights are flicked and it's, like, preacher curl? And like, who <laughs> was using this machine? Like, I, I imagine maybe they're just, like, putting it at the bottom in case someone comes along next and they, like, look at you and, like, whoa, this guy over here, like, Dude, he's not fucking around. You know what kind of does annoy me? Probably shouldn't, though. Is uh, because you can't flick multiple switches and it's, like, a multiplier additive, right? But, like, I'll it's go not. in there. I don't think so, dude. I'll, like, I'll, somebody oh. will finish using the machine. I'm like, you have like six switches flicked right now. 
Like what? What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like it's like that electric gym in Pokemon where you had to like you flick a switch and this turns on and in this turns. Like it shouldn't be as complicated as trying to fight the guy with Raichu. Like I've got an Onix. I'm gonna win. Just let me in so I can whoop this dude's ass. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of like uh, and granted I probably have the smallest calves in history I guess they've gotten a little bit better but like I'll go calf race machine they look nice recently thanks thanks man I appreciate that I'll go to like a calf race machine and somebody will have like like 245s on each so they have 180 pounds on the seated calf race machine I watch the guy walk away or lady whatever I'm not going to assume any genders I apologize for that Uh, they walk away and I look and they have smaller calves than me. And then I wonder, like, what am I doing wrong here? Like, am I, is there something wrong with me? There's nothing wrong. And then you watch, like, and then I kind of, like, uh, I, I might see that person the next time. Like, oh, that's what's going on. They're doing that weird, like, the little bouncy thing. Like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> They are for sure the asshole, not you. Just training their tendons. <laughs> I also struggle from this calf disorder that Jay describes calf raise machines as a whole just never really did it for me like i could never find one that really felt like it was actually working my calves so like seated me leg press uh, standing leg press calf raises make no sense right you're like why in the fuck am i able to put like four plates on each side like this doesn't make any sense I never know what to do with my knees because most leg presses suck. So like the Oh, you, you the just lock platform. them out violently. <laughs> it's like the platform is almost too far up in relation to your hips. So then you're in this weird position where you're like, do I just go ahead and go ahead and get this meniscal tear or what do I do here? Like how am I going <laughs> to handle this? What you do this? is you just lock your knees so that it hopefully it flamingos your legs and then you can be like, I have small calves because of a gym accident. And then you never have to answer that question again. I thought I had small calves once. It just turned out that uh, I just needed to not skip them for like three years straight. That sounds like <laughs> bullshit. That's that's <laughs> dumb. That, I, no, you know no, one get, no one else endorses that. And you know what Paul's done to get big calves? I think his feet have just gotten smaller. <laughs> that's how it and that's helpful. Yeah. You're accusing him of foot binding? Adult foot binding through adulthood? I'm going for like that, the Mr. Incredible proportions, dude. <laughs> all right what else what are some other exercises that maybe you used to hate on and now you you really like i think i think leg presses for me were one that i think because so many people do it wrong i didn't love but man when you do a leg press right and you get the right leg press machine i think that dumps on any back squat hack squat anything like that in terms of really crushing your quads I don't think it dumps on it, but it is quality, and I did used to give it mad shit, dude. Um, I think what's changed the leg press for me is, like you said, like one, having a good machine, two, putting your feet lower so that you get that forward knee travel. But one thing I was against for a long time until I just started questioning it, and I tried it, and I was like, why did I make this a rule? Why did I tell clients I have to do this? Is uh, keeping your heel on the platform. Like I just let my heels ride up as it comes down. I get even more forward knee travel and I'm like, this doesn't feel dangerous or sketchy even a little bit. Right. I think for some that can be problematic. It shifts a lot of that stress to the front of the knee, but yeah, the more that I do that, 
bitch knees and bitch ankles bitch made ankles that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you should work on that issue. it's your own goddamn <laughs> yeah. fault your knees hurt oh seems like a personal problem keep hitting it what do you i am subconsciously worried though so like when i tell a client it's okay i'm like but only if you feel safe and stable <laughs> i like uh i've been using like basically because the idea of loading a barbell to me i'm not interested in that in most instances so the leg press it's i use it far more interesting and i guess you know what there was a time in my life where i used it a bunch and it's because i didn't know how to squat so squatting was always like very sketchy for me. So I would use the leg press. The problem was I was doing the knee bend, which is how most people do the leg press. They're like, I'm just going to bend my knee by a little bit. I'm loading this bitch up with as many plates as they have in this, in the whole entire gym. And then I'm just going to bend my knee, uh, and then bend it enough, just enough. So I feel it in my knee Then I'm going to drive my foot up as high as I, as far as I possibly can. I'm just going to continue that sort of weird pumping motion. Uh, so I used that for a while and then we all got, uh, you know, addicted to squats. And then after that, I was like, let me get back to this leg press thing. Let me see what's going on. And now I love it. And I use like, <laughs> it's funny. I probably use like an eighth of the weight I did. Uh, back in the day when I was doing it incorrectly and I probably get uh, eight times the amount of stimulus. Dude, I have something to point out. You know how like our early uh, lifting career, whatever you want to call it, I don't know if you can call it a career. Uh, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to get like the most weights on shit. You're like, oh yeah, look at me. I got fucking nine plates per side on a leg press. But now these days I spend my time trying to figure out how to use the least plates, especially on leg day. I'm like, okay, first single leg leg press all all for knee travel and then i'm like oh man i'm still gonna have then to do a lot tempo. of weight on the hack squats then so you add a pause maybe i'll do some tempo leg extensions <laughs> and i'm like hack squats are like the last thing on my list because I'm, I'm just not trying to warm up to four plus plates fuck <laughs> yeah uh, spencer and i at the local la fitness had a running list of the machines that we had beaten we used to call it beating the machine if you could lift as much as the machine could handle for more than three reps, you had beaten the machine. So wow. I was like, I've beaten that pull down. I beat that chest supported row. I can beat that curl machine over there. I bet if you watched those reps, it looked like you were trying to beat the machine. Like the machine it looked like the machine was army. beating me. <laughs> like just plates slamming everywhere. Like. Dude, and I then there was a meeting that was like, I wonder why the front desk lady like hates us so much. Like, I wonder why she's really got it out for us. I remember doing uh, the decline hammer strength machine. I was probably like, oh yeah, you know, just started Boom. lifting that Boom. wide grip. And you could just load it up for some reason. And I probably weighed, I don't know, maybe 145 pounds soaking wet. And I remember the first time I could put, you know, two plates on each side and then three plates on each side. And I thought I was just a fucking champion. But what it was is that I had the seatbelt strapped real tight. So it, it was really basically the tension of my own limbs like that, were, that was allowing me to kind of drive it back into the starting position. And then the bottom of it had that big piece of rubber. And then you could just like kind of get a little bit of a, you know, a bounce off the bottom there. And so the, the range of motion was Spot. probably like two inches. My arms are like 45 feet long. 
and that helped out a bunch dude you know those, uh, that makes me think about and this is a problem i still have with clients like those hammer strength pulling machines like people always oh, want to go in on day one and they're like all right three plates on this motherfucker i'm like you're fucking with me there's no way film it like just one arm just crank like chest support there just cranking one arm like uh, yeah, I, do, I don't. I don't know. People people do love those hammer strength uh, rowing machines. The hammer strength pressing machines are pretty good. Like if you use them in ways other than what Jason described, <laughs> if you use them as they're intended, and you mechanically disadvantage yourself as much as possible, they're nice. They work well. The pulling, yeah, I, eh, not a fan. They're good machines. Not if you check your ego. I don't like, that underhand the, rowing machine underhand it's like an underhand lat pull down machine yeah it's like it a, has some things that make some sense the, i think it's the handle is a little weird the, yeah that's the kind of thing with the hammer strike machines is like getting yourself to fit in it well it is sometimes a struggle like even the pressing <laughs> machines for me why was that funny why was that funny, right? I just like yeah, I just pictured you like trying to get yourself and like fit into the machine. You're like greasing yourself yeah. up, and someone's like sliding you into the seat to get you like situated. Like, it's just like all, right, we got him in. all all you can do is adjust the seat height, and I feel like more needs to yeah. be adjusted. You know? Yeah, like if you could get the handle away from your armpit on some of the pressing, you're like, I would like to not have to put my hand behind my body to <laughs> get started here. Like this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't seem like this quick, is the best place to be. Quick shoulder sublux to start the movement. Okay, <laughs> pop it back in for me. All right, we're ready. Let's let's hit this chest press. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, the thing. You know what exercise I used to hate, and now I love it is uh front squats i used to hate what it and i hated it because the front rack right now what the front rack position Cut the tape is the, the podcast is over <laughs> this are you uh, talking it's front, high rep front squats oh no no not high well i guess maybe like i'll do like i'm a big fan of uh five by fives and i know that's probably the most okay. bro shit i've ever five. said but i like five sets of five um <laughs> There's a reason yeah. for that. You do exercises that suck. Like, <laughs> well, it's because I go to a shitty gym. Like, I go to an LA fitness and they're like, okay, we've got some barbells or you can do these hammer strength th things. And that's it. There's, those are your options. That's it. I remember uh, when that was my know, life. I was trying all kinds of shit, setting up steps, God. fucking around with the Smith machine. What is, what's the like nerve or reflex around there that makes you feel like you're going to black out? Uh, that's just your throat. That's oh, oh no, there's like a there's like, <laughs> like it's like a like like vagal nerve or something around it. Yeah, it might be it might be carotid related. Yeah, carotid has them for here. Yeah, carotid's on the side. Me, Paul yeah. Chantella. Yeah, go back to anatomy. Um, <laughs> no, if, but if for some reason, <laughs> for some reason recently when I come into the front front rack position, it's just like I just front rack walk out of the rack and i am like that close to blacking out your body's just fighting you it knows it doesn't want anymore it's just like dude just stop i'll make you stop but i do front squats purely because i don't want to do back squats because i'm like i don't i can load i don't have to load as much on a front squat so and this thing doesn't like this thing doesn't love front squats either i don't think Whatever. you should get that checked out i think you should just see what happens from here if i, I had a testicle I, on my throat strategy. it wouldn't like front squats either 
that was the that was actually the most popular vote you know i think cyst was in second place a couple people told me i had a tumor but most people said that i had a third testicle in my neck oh hmm. So, okay. Yeah, no, I think uh, higher up front squats are just absolutely horrible. Like you can say you like them. Um, I think you're outnumbered by Do you not want to get it removed knowing that it's a testicle? Because you're like, this is my biggest one. So, I mean, it's, yeah, (laughs) it's the only thing that's powering me as a, as a hypo, as a hypogonadal 30 plus year old man. If you grow a third testicle and it's pumping test into your body, you don't. It doesn't it. matter Let where it, it is. It could be like right here on the side of your head, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm keeping this motherfucker there, and I would have As long as it Unless you can works. move it with zero complications, it's staying right here. <laughs> but, Jay, Jay, how do you not, how do you not non-erotically asphyxiate yourself on those higher up front squats? Uh, Progressive overload. I think I'm oddly built. <laughs> for front squats which i don't know if it's like my neck is long or my clavicles suck or i don't know what it is but for some you reason a long neck i do you'll be long having neck. a long neck yeah, yeah yeah and then it's it's at a disadvantage because i got a hold of this giant head um but big ass noggin for whatever reason front squats don't feel that terrible maybe like the like maybe one. nobody's ever done a front squat and been like eh, that didn't feel that bad i guess unless it was like just the bar <laughs> like, like like maybe when it's like rir one then i'm like ah uh, this is not the best place for me to be uh but for some reason it works but i would like to speak to anyone who's thinking about building a gym in the central florida area uh make one that doesn't suck because uh, most gyms around here aren't very good. There isn't a, That's a gym. Good model. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, Crunch has a a hack squat. That's like the only hack squat in all of Central Florida is the <laughs> one Crunch in Castleberry. Like, that's it. That's all you get. Uh, come on. What about that new one you were excited for? What was it called? Like Amped Fitness or something it's like that? It's a bait and like switch. The- they posted like a, a bunch of photos lighting. of a of a pendulum squat and a hack squat, and then uh, my buddy Mike went there, and he was like, "They don't have either one of those things." Wow! <laughs> like, they told him, uh, "Yeah, yeah, it's on, uh, it's on order. You know, supply chain, uh, it's yeah, coming for sure." Yeah, yeah. dude, it's you know what machine is dope? That Arsenal, uh, it's like a V squat, but it has longer shoulder pads. You can turn around into yeah, it. It's like a you can do good squat, mornings it? into it. No, it's not a pendulum squat. Oh. Um, you know what a V squat is, right? Yes. Yeah. If you here's here's the thing about a V squat. If you put your feet at the end of the platform, furthest away from the weight, and you just sit your butt back six inches, and you call it a V squat, and you have nine plates on each side, it, you, like Santa's not coming this yeah. year. The Easter Bunny's skipping over you straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You're terrible. But please continue no i was just saying the arsenal one is pretty legit like it completely removes the need to ever do like a, a high bar squat or like a barbell sdl sldl ever again or a good morning i like i like the i like good mornings on the v squat i think those are solid they're great get a good stretch in there i don't think it puts i think it puts the weight in a good position where it's not so much in your lower back yeah no it's great barbell good mornings that's a that's a divisive one right there. What do you guys think of Good Mornings? I just snapped it's city. If you're in a uh, <laughs> if you're using a device that like basically props you up so that you can really push your hips back, 
right? I think they're they're pretty cool. But I've never, whenever I do like a, a barbell good morning, I'm like, this is it. This fucking, I don't know. It's just not good. It's just very nerve wracking. You're like, what's the worst case scenario here? Oh, is where that do you the, even put I the bar? S- like, you can't put it on your high trap, so you got to like break your shoulders to put it like in low bar you position. To, you have to like low bar it. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. If you want it, yeah. just like the way you have to set up like the angles and the levers, like you you really have to low bar it. Yeah, it's, it's if you crazy. actually want to get any amount of stimulus into your hamstrings or glutes. If you, by all means, if you want to just high bar it and low back the shit out of it and just break your lumbar spine, then by all means, trust me, Tom like programs those for me all the time. I just feel like there's better ways to do that. I think it's okay <laughs> to break your back. To, like if you have a SSB, it's okay, and a Smith machine, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. If you have those Arsenal Smith machines, machines right. it's okay. Like the Arsenal V squat or whatever. Um. If you have, yeah, just something, something like that. They're, they're pretty decent movements, but I feel like just a straight up barbell. Good morning is kind of ass. What else? I, I just thought about you know what I used to hate, and not because I I hated it because I had ever tried it. I hated it because I thought it was stupid. Uh, is there's like this matrix, and I posted about it. it. Might be the last thing I posted on social media because I am not very good at social media, but um. It's like a matrix hip extension. It does a bunch of things like matrix hip extension, adduction, uh, adduction. You can do uh, a bunch of shit with it. And it looks like girl shit. It is. Uh, But (laughs) basically it almost looks like a round sort of dial thing that you can kind of, uh, you can make the pad go up and down. You kind of have to like put your leg up so your knee goes around the pad and then you kind of drive the pad back to get uh some hip extension think about uh it's kind of like kickbacky it's definitely a bikini uh, is it like a adductor abductor machine but you can also get hip extension in there Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's pretty cool just because i don't like RDLs, all that stuff. Like I feel like I've done that stuff for so long. It's it's kind of like squatting where like the amount of weight that I have to use to actually push myself is so high that I just get closer to snapping my back. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm you so strong. <laughs> like I, the problem is, dude, you know what sucks is like my old gym had, had so much cool shit that I didn't squat or stiff leg deadlift or anything like that for so long. And now that I'm at a gym that doesn't have that shit, I'm like doing stiff leg deadlifts with like 185 pounds, just like trying to get, figure out how to make it not feel like shit now. <laughs> like your body forgets to do that shit well. Yeah. All right. Here's here's a tidbit to leave the people with. Um, so we talked a lot about exercises that we've done in the past that were stupid, ones that we think are better now. I'm sure we can do this podcast again in five years, and we'll make fun of our former selves for dumb exercises that we did. Maybe we'll f- fully hit that pendulum back. Like, oh my god, I can't believe we used to use machines. Like it's all about barbell back squatting. We like, all what were reverse we band hack squat now. <laughs> so. And this is kind of like an eternal discussion of like, man, if I hadn't chosen those dumb exercises when I was young, I would be so much further along now. Like I would have so much more muscle. I'd be stronger. My joints would feel better. I'd be a better bodybuilder, all of that. Do you think that that is necessarily true? Do you think the exercise selections that you made early on in your lifting career held you back? 
or do you think that you know progress would have been roughly the same maybe arriving at the same endpoint at a faster pace what do you think i don't think i'd be any different um i think that i might have a few less aches and pains in some places i think that a lot of that was habit driven though like just trying to load shit up I, i'd just be loading up some other bullshit uh way heavier than it needed to be without any warming up you know so i don't know so it was an unavoidable phase for you no matter the exercise you were going to load it up heavy and send it probably dude probably <laughs> so paul's not squatting heavy he's doing the good girl machine and he's maxing that thing out <laughs> that thing's actually pretty easy to max out if you got yeah. some serious thunder thighs on you if your adductors truly are magnus you can max that thing out mm. jay what do you think uh i think i still would have been small no matter what i don't think it really would have you know it doesn't matter what i would have done now i mean i think what paul said applies to me as well i think there's a lot of injuries that have accrued that would not have happened it i think i knock power building because that's where i was in the most amount of physical pain <laughs> so i think oh, yeah. i just i think i just have like oh, a yeah. lot when <laughs> we were like a very when we were learning to lift we had no good examples to follow it was just nope. like either you did it just by yourself and you <laughs> fucked it up or some you learned from somebody else who fucked it up. Um, these days, maybe it would be different these days if you had a little bit of guidance. I don't know. I don't imagine, think so. I don't imagine think just so. looking you, like, at... You think, who teaches the average young boy how to lift? It's like either muscle mags, terrible, or it's like your football coach. And your football coach he is probably pretty dumb. And for girls, who did young girls, if they even did resistance train, who girls did they learn who did from? young it's girls? Like the, what? The, <laughs> girls, did you girls just say or, that? <laughs> I don't think I said that. Did I say <laughs> that? I don't think I said that. <laughs> girls or young girls who did lifting when they were younger. Um, where did they learn? Like, you know, it's like the, the booty band influencer Pinterest style workouts. It's like, you, yeah. you make a good point, Paul, when you say, like, you didn't really have good people to learn from. No, none. It was all ass. I think I got most of my lifting experience as a young lad from uh, <clears throat> Coach Irv from Lake Howell High School. Shout outs to Coach Irv. If you're, I know you're listening, Coach. But uh, <laughs> Coach Irv used to run the standard uh, gym teacher short. The I think it's like a, a three inch inseam short. Ooh, yeah, three inch. Yep, we never touched the squat rack. One. That squat rack was dusty. It was upper body days, air day, and With Coach a three Earth inch was a inseam. You're you're one jumping jack away from a testicle. Oh, for sure. At any, at any yeah. moment, <laughs> they were definitely clawing at the gate. Uh, so <laughs> I th I think that. Yeah, that's all I really had. It was either, you know, Coach Irv or like all my buddies who were into lifting would basically just tell me all the stuff that Coach Irv had told them, which was mostly not the way to do things. Or it was at the time like muscle mags and you look at Flex Magazine, all you really saw was like a guy screaming. So you assume that you had Screaming's to just lift yeah. things and like make funny faces. That's, and that's the only... You know what's crazy? How, how did kids not get more rhabdo? You remember going into the gym with your buddy, never never been there before, and you and your buddy just fucking find the bench press, and you're like, this is where we're spending the next hour. 
this is it it's because like. when you're extremely small and extremely weak it's hard to fuck yourself up because you get to a point after like three sets of 10 on bench press where you and your buddies like can't even feel your arms you're like all right it's 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 time to go home i, I would like to do no more yeah I remember the first time I went to the gym, I went and I thought I went to Rollins College's gym, which was much smaller than what it is now. And I saw the flat bench. I went straight to it. Everybody else used 135 pounds. I didn't know how many pounds it was. It was just the two big ones. And I put the two big ones on the end. I weighed, oh, again, 140-ish, no. 145 pounds, lifted off the rack, and immediately got pinned in a completely empty gym. And then that was my first lesson was how... <laughs> You get out. <laughs> How do you get out from 135 pounds when you only weigh 145 pounds? You know, the best way to stimulate muscle growth is at that long, that long, that stretched position. Mm -hmm. So you, in that session where you were stuck under the yep. bench, yep. you accrued a lot of time under tension at a stretched position, mm -hmm. which quite possibly could have been the best thing for you at the moment. So that not a bad workout. And you failure right off the bat. True failure. Did you have clips right on the bar? The no. Any clips no. on the bar? No. no, no okay. No, so no. Okay. No. So I did a little bit of the the shimmy where you kind of like like roll it down your body, and a little bit of the hip thrust where you kind of like just toss the bar or the the plates off the barbell on each side. There it is. First experience. That's how I learned how to lift, Paul. Failing. And uh, I, I, I basically carried that through life. I basically life. just fail things. When I was in the army, I remember a guy had to save my life because the bar was just pushing my neck further and further. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when he yanked the bar off me, dude, I was so, I, I wanted to thank him, but he just looked at me like I was the biggest asshole and I just was filled with so much shame. Uh, were you fighting in that moment where you like don't touch it don't touch it don't touch it i got it no, got it got no. it <laughs> i was like please god somebody save me <laughs> like a fucking hamster getting sucked into a fucking dark hole if you guys have some similar stories of what if you made it in this in the podcast this far thanks for sticking around if you do have any great stories like that go ahead and drop them below what was your most memorable moment most memorable moment um, early on in your lifting career. Uh, gentlemen, anything you want to leave the people with before we send this off into the sunset? I've got nothing. We're, we're, we have some things, right? We have some things coming yeah. up that we'd like to, uh, for the public yeah, to jump look in. out for the enhancing responsibly course and that should be coming very soon. We've also got a lifestyle nutrition course. So if you are listening to these and you are a casual fitness pursuer, you want to get an idea of what matters the most in nutrition from a very zoomed out basic perspective that puts you on course towards your body composition goals. Look out for that course as well. As always, you can apply for coaching with both of these guys right here. Um, if you go to getperformance.com, click apply now. You can find their names on there. Apply for coaching. Will they get you super jacked and strong in the most efficient way possible? Of course they will. It's what we do around here. Jason, anything else that we're missing out on? Uh, we also, we going on? We're also offering a tutoring service for those interested in the NSCA Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist courses where we're going to start. Uh, where myself and hopefully people that are more qualified than I will help you to become certified in such things. 
accelerated learning, guaranteed asterisk success on that exam. Um, you know, it's a new year for us. We officially made it through, or we're close to making it through quarter one. So we've got a lot of fun stuff coming you for you guys in the weeks and months ahead until those are released, until they are ready for your grubby little hands to consume. We'll see you on the next one. And as always, stay gifted. Bye. Throw it up.